Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. I'm Melissa Fox, and I've got a great show with some really wonderful and informative guests for you today. We'll be talking about the Teal Pumpkin Project, which identifies trick or treaters who have food allergies and how that you can help them enjoy the Halloween holiday this weekend. There's a new federal program out there that's addressing public health shortages. We'll be talking about that as well as, did you know that creating pathways to employment for untapped workforce of neurodiverse and disabled Americans is just part of this month? Yeah, October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. So many great people out there that have a lot to offer. We just have to look into it. That's all there is to it. We also have a lot more coming your way. It's a jam-packed show, so stay tuned. The Florida Roundtable starts next. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6000. There's a problem if you drink and drive a boat. It never just affects you. Boating under the influence is illegal and dangerous. Save lives by staying sober. Learn more about Florida's boating laws at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the FWC Division of Law Enforcement. October is National Pedestrian Safety Month and a time to remind everyone that pedestrian safety is a shared responsibility. Pedestrians, walk on sidewalks, or if a sidewalk isn't available, walk facing traffic. Watch for cars exiting driveways or backing up in parking lots, and remain visible at all times. Motorists, failing to yield to pedestrians in crosswalks could result in a citation and points on your driver's license. Remember, pedestrian safety is a two-way street. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable, and you know the COVID-19 pandemic underscored a lot of things, but most importantly, it underscored the urgent need to further enhance public health resources across our beautiful country. Well, AmeriCorps, the federal agency for volunteerism and national service, you know them, right? And the CDC, that's the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. They got together and they've launched something new. Let's talk about it. We've got Michael Smith with us here today. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Hey, Melissa, good. How are you? I am good. So can you tell us about this Public Health AmeriCorps and why it was started? I would love to. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about it today. Well, AmeriCorps, as you said, is the federal agency for volunteering and service. We've been around for about 30 years with the mission of getting things done for America uh, and using the power of national service to make a difference on issues great and small. Uh, Today, we have about 250,000 AmeriCorps members and AmeriCorps senior volunteers that are serving in 40,000 locations across the country, almost 10,000 AmeriCorps members across the state of Florida. And so Public Health AmeriCorps is a groundbreaking new partnership that is taking that power of national service to do something about public health in America. And what we are doing is two things. One, we are moving more AmeriCorps members to work on urgent public health needs today, but we are also providing them with the training credentialing and certifications that they need so that they can become the next generation of public health care workers. Wow, what a great cause. Now, tell me uh, this PHA, okay, again, Public Health AmeriCorps. Now, you are the CEO for AmeriCorps. You guys got together and said, this is how we're going to put this initiative out there. And how are they helping us recover from uh, COVID-19? 
Yes. Well, you know, I think our colleagues over at the Center for Disease Control, they saw our data, which showed that AmeriCorps members, when the going got tough, they got tougher. Uh, and when teachers had to figure out how to go virtual, when nonprofits had to figure out were they going to create learning pods, when hospitals didn't have the resources they need to set up testing and vaccination lines, AmeriCorps members were there, actually touching more than 12 million Americans during the pandemic. And so CDC said, we need more of that. Will you come help us? Will you come help us fill the gap and also change the face of public health care in America. And, and so yeah. we are just so excited uh, that we're going to do that. Ah. And, the, and the work will be a little different in every community. I see that. That makes sense. Now, if people are just driving down the road or sitting at home listening to you, the roundtable, um, and they're interested, can they serve for AmeriCorps? And how would they apply? Well, Dr. King said anybody can be great because anybody can serve. And that is true for AmeriCorps. If you're 18 or 80 and beyond, you can go to AmeriCorps.gov and you can find out how you can serve uh, right here in, in Florida. Uh, and not only could you be a Public Health AmeriCorps member, but we have lots of other programs as, as well. And yeah. AmeriCorps members get a living allowance. They get an education award. They get training so that we could change their career path uh, and, and help them not only help their communities, but help themselves. Uh, this is fantastic. We're talking to Michael D. Smith. He's the chief executive officer of AmeriCorps, and he and I are discussing a new program. You know, it was kind of motivated because of COVID-19. We just did not have the resources in the public health systems that we needed. So you guys got together with the CDC and a couple of others and said, let's make this work. And there are now grants available to community public health organizations as well. That's right. AmeriCorps moves about $1 billion a year in grants to thousands of nonprofits across the country. And so any nonprofit organization uh, can apply to find out how they can get the resources to use community services to get things done for Florida. Uh, and so we're excited, you know, for instance, in, uh, in Florida, we're going to be working with Volunteers of America. They're going to be doing work in Pinellas and Brevard counties. Uh, they're they're going to be doing work to increase access to health care through program interventions. They're going to be doing outreach and assisting with navigation services. They're going to be providing counseling uh, to underserved populations. And so that's that's one grant. Um, but, you know, any nonprofit can come in and figure out how to get some dollars to get the work done. Wow, this is really good information you're giving us here, Mike. Michael Smith, again, the chief executive officer of AmeriCorps. The new setup is called Public Health AmeriCorps. Started because of a slight deficiency, perhaps, in the public health setup. We figured that out during COVID-19. Where can we go for more information again, Mike? So anyone, whether you are an individual who is saying, I want to make a difference today and I want to make a difference for, for myself and my family, or if you're a nonprofit that is looking for resources, you can go to AmeriCorps.gov. Fantastic. Thank you so much for what you do. Really appreciate you. Michael Smith with us today from AmeriCorps. Thank you, Melissa. You got it. We'll keep getting that word out there, too. You're listening to the Florida Rep. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. ¿Tienes un carro viejo? ¿Sabías que puedes donarlo y salvar una vida? United Breast Cancer Foundation necesita tu ayuda. Ellos quieren continuar salvando vidas ofreciendo exámenes de la mama gratis o a un costo bajo para todas las mujeres. Cuando donas tu carro o camioneta vieja, aunque corra o no corra, eso ayuda a pagar todos los exámenes. Además, tu donación es deducible de impuestos. Llama al 800-869-7320, 800-869-7320, 800-869-7320. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision. Especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archie Bello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archibella for his outstanding performance, 
feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. Welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Did you know in the United States approximately 6.5 million people have autism or intellectual and or developmental differences? And of these adults, an astounding 8 out of 10 with developmental differences are unemployed. That's because of a lack of job opportunities in their communities, despite having the skill set and expertise to excel in the workplace. Time for that to change. Oh, goodness gracious. Please welcome my guest, Joan Lynch. Hello. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing okay. So you're the Chief Content and Programming Officer for Working Nation. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what's going on here with regards to building an inclusive workforce culture? Yeah, absolutely. So Working Nation, we, uh, we're a journalism company. We tell stories about the future of work and skills. And obviously, we know in this country, there's millions of open jobs, but workforce um, uh, the, work, the workforce numbers are, are incredibly low. So we employers are starting to look at different groups of people we call untapped talent pools and start to figure out ways to get these folks into these jobs, because in many cases, they have the skills. They might not have a credential or a degree, or they might have um, some type of neurodiverse issue. Um, but we need these people in the workforce. And... 81% of the population of adults in this country that have developmental differences are either unemployed or underemployed, which is a staggering number. Research from the Harvard Business Review shows that employing people with autism, intellectual, and or developmental differences actually leads to positive business impact. So how do we get these people into the workplace? There's some really creative things going on uh, around the country with businesses starting to look at how they interview people that are uh, autistic or neurodiverse in some way, how they, how they identify what their skills are. There's a great um, campaign out there called Delivering Jobs. And you can find it on deliveringjobs.org where employers can sign up and get the resources that they need to learn how to find um, this talent and how to prepare their workforce, their current workforce, to be more diverse and to be more inclusive. Um, but in, the bottom line is that the Harvard Business Report shows it's, it's profitable for these companies to hire these folks, which I think is a surprise to a lot of people because there's so much stereotypes. There's so many stereotypes around um, the neurodiverse community. Oh, sure. You know, and the thing that I run into, and you can always correct me if I'm wrong, I'm talking with Joan Lynch. She's the chief content and programming officer for Working Nation. But nowadays, a lot of people just think they can figure it out and sit on the couch. And I'm talking about uh, folks without an issue like autism or intellectual development yes. problems. Yes. And yet here are these people who want to work, who are good workers, who do the routine the way they're taught because that's the way it works. They're great employees, and they actually want to work. And my concern, Joan, that's is exactly right. some of these people will get into the workplace and they may get taken advantage of. So how is uh, Working Nation dealing with that if there's an issue? You know, we, we tell the stories of solutions and we tell the stories, the positive stories of companies that are getting it right um, in order for other companies to potentially replicate that system. Um, because uh, some companies like E&Y um, in, in particular, it was sort of like a shining light in this space, have worked for years to try to figure out how to best interview, identify skills, get people in, prepare the current workforce to work together. So they have an equation that works. So what Working Nation does is we tell those stories so that other companies, big and small, can look at it and, and say, oh, I can do that. I understand what that looks like. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, there, we're talking about only 16% of adults in this group um, that work full time, and and when they when they did the this research, 77% of those that were unemployed said they want to work, um, and I believe that's bigger. That percentage is bigger than most unemployed Americans. 77% want to work. The business mo the business um, uh, research shows that it's profitable for these companies. Um, 
And the, and these are people that are often uh, talked about as exhibiting the, the most loyalty, timeliness, um, and with loyalty comes retention. And we know how much it costs to have um, turnover with your employees. It has been proven these are folks that come in, they're loyal, they stay with these companies, um, and they have very unique skill sets and problem-solving abilities that companies need. They need folks to think outside the box, and this is a group of people that has now been proven to do that and to do it effectively for business, which is good for business, good for our economy. I love the idea of storytelling solutions for this changing economy. And, you know, folks, October is... National Disability Employment Awareness Month. If you're a business owner, small or big, who do we call? How do we get more information, Joan? So Delivering Jobs is a great place to go. That's the the campaign, um, and that has a ton of resources. For businesses, they can sign a pledge that they want to be more inclusive, or they can come to our site, workingnation.org, and there's a ton of written stories. There's podcasts. There's video stories. Um... And it's very, it, it's very hopeful. It's very optimistic. It is um, designed to solve one of the biggest problems in this country right now, which is filling jobs. Perfect. This is great. I am so glad to hear that this is going on. Remember, folks, handy can, right? That's kind of a word as well that you can use. But these are people who want to work. Joan, thank you so much exactly. for joining us today. Joan Welch, um, you have, Lynch, you've been awesome. It's been really a pleasure. It's such a great time. Thanks, Melissa. You know, I love my uh, Halloween. I do. I love it. I love spirits. I love all of it. I love candy. I love food. (laughs) Let's be honest. We all do. But the problem is, especially when it comes to Halloween, there's a lot of kids out there who have food allergies. And, well, how do you make them feel included? I know. Our next guest is going to tell you, too, because she's got a couple of kids who have the same problem, food allergies. Welcome Hillary Carter from the Board of Governors of FAIR. That would be Food Allergy Research Education. Welcome, Hillary. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to talk with you today. I'm thrilled to hear about this new Teal Pumpkin Project. I know it's not actually new. It's the 10th anniversary. But a lot of people are going to say, well, this is new to me. So tell me first uh, about your kids and the food allergy situation that you have. Sure. So I have two boys, and they are 10 and 12 years old. And they both have multiple potentially life-threatening food allergies. My oldest is allergic to nuts. My youngest is allergic to nuts, dairy, wheat, eggs, soy, and so on. So it's quite a list. Oof. Wow, that is quite a list. So what happens when the Halloween comes around and they want to eat all this candy and most of it has soy and, well, the majority of the ingredients you just threw out there? (laughs) You're exactly right. Most traditional Halloween treats aren't safe for kids with food allergies because it has all of those foods that I just listed. And not only can it, you know, have the food in there, but they're not always properly labeled, these little snack sizes that we hand out. So the Teal Pumpkin Project, is a movement that raises awareness of food allergies. And it's really easy. We just want to create a safer, more inclusive Halloween for all trick-or-treaters by making non-food treats available in addition to that candy you love to hand out. So what do we hand out? And how do we do this? Do we actually have a teal, uh, you know, a teal pumpkin or something that we, you know, people know? Or do the kids Absolutely. have one? Absolutely. How's it work? Absolutely. So it's really easy. The good news is FAIR is thrilled to announce this year that CVS Pharmacy is actually the exclusive retail partner for the Teal Pumpkin Project. So if you walk into a local CVS and over 4,500 stores, they are offering not only a Teal Pumpkin that you can buy and put on your front doorstep, but nearly 50 convenient and affordable food allergy safe items that you can hand out. And these are things like glow sticks, bouncy balls, erasers, stickers, little arts and crafts projects, lots of things that kids can enjoy, regardless if they have food allergies or not. Oh, I see. So they're not going to get food, but they'll get things they can play with more. I mean, I didn't know if they we're going to be handing out anything of food type, but because that's kind of hard too, you know. But uh, I know. So that's a great idea. Right. And I think it's a great idea. And one, what I like to do personally is do both. And so you obviously have the opportunity. You can hand out your regular candy, whatever that is, your Snickers, your Skittles, whatever you love. You also can have a separate bowl 
with non-food items such as these. Like I have glow-in-the-dark eyeball bouncy balls that the kids love. love I really love glow sticks and things that the kids can use that night. So maybe little tiny flashlights or things that light up so you can see your kiddos while they're trick-or-treating. And then I personally, as a food allergy mom, really am grateful that there's quite a long list of food allergy-friendly candy these days. So I recommend to other parents to check out something called the Snack Safely Guide, where there is a list of candy that is safe for multiple food allergens. And my favorite brand is Yum Earth, which is free of the top nine food allergens, as well as food dyes and some of that other yucky stuff. So no matter where you are on the spectrum of what you want to celebrate, how you want to celebrate, I think the point is just to think about all kiddos and be really inclusive and give multiple ways for kids to celebrate Halloween. Yeah, this Halloween marks the 10th anniversary of FAIR's Teal Pumpkin Project, which is a yearly effort to make trick-or-treating safer and more inclusive for one in 13 children who live here in the United States and have food allergies, and many others are impacted by food intolerances as well. So this program, which is a yearly effort, makes it a little bit safer, a little bit more inclusive. You want information, you can go to Teal Pumpkin Project Org. Our guest right now is Hillary Carter. She's a mother of two with food allergy problems. She's on the Board of Governors of FAIR. That's Food Allergy Research Education. So anyone can participate in the Teal Pumpkin Project? Absolutely anyone. You know, I really would say that, as you mentioned, there's actually 85 million Americans who are impacted by food allergies and intolerances. So your listeners today, maybe there are not food allergies in their families, but I guarantee you that their kids, your, their kids have friends who have food allergies. So anybody can pop into a CVS or any other retailer. There's a lot of retailers that do sell teal pumpkins, or you can make it a great art project for your kiddos and get some teal paint and paint your pumpkin teal. And as you mentioned on those websites of so foodallergy.org, tealpumpkinproject.org, there are free downloadable printable signs and flyers that you can print out and put on your door, as well as cute art projects for kiddos to do. So anyone who's looking to make this a safe and inclusive holiday can get their teal pumpkin, get their sign, and think about some fun non-food treats to hand out, as well as that candy that we all love. What a great idea. And you already popped the websites out there for more information. But if you just want the general, tealpumpkinproject.org. Hillary Carter helping us get everybody included. You know, you can go to a party store and pick up bags of non-goodies to hand out to the kids. You could do all that. And these are just great suggestions. Thank you so much, Hillary Carter, for helping us out today. My pleasure. And my pleasure is going to be sticking a teal pumpkin on my porch for this weekend's Halloween. Thank you so much. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Kronk witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result, more confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. 
and for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as The Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion or your race or because you have children or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, file a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Okay. All righty then. Hey, it's Melissa Fox, and my next guest is going to talk to us about some information that you may not have, especially the women out there, U.S. women. We have not got the information that we need about life after mastectomies. Yeah, it happens. The study finds most of us don't know about the concerns, everything from breast sensation to insurance coverage for breast reconstruction. With that in mind, Dr. Scott Glasberg is with us. Hello and welcome. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about this Harris Poll survey um, on the behalf of American Society of Plastic Surgeons. So uh, the uh, survey uh, studied women who uh, were uh, having uh, mastectomy for breast cancer. And one of the uh, interesting findings um, is that um, many women, about half actually, don't have the opportunity once they're diagnosed with breast cancer and are planning to have mastectomy to first speak with a plastic surgeon before that surgery um, to understand their options in breast reconstruction. That doesn't mean that everybody should have a breast reconstruction, but I think it's important for women to at least understand what their options are. For some women, they may not want breast reconstruction, but there are multiple options uh, if they do, uh, which having the opportunity to discuss that with a board-certified plastic surgeon uh, would really be great and could help probably ease uh, the process uh, through which they have to go and, or, you know, cancer diagnosis and then the subsequent mastectomy. One thing that the study also showed um, is that um, clearly there's an emotional uh, wellness impact on these women as they go through uh, what is a, a very uh, difficult diagnosis. Um, and uh, perhaps uh, plastic surgery um, can give them uh, help and hope in getting through that process. Uh, in a way that makes them more comfortable. So you mentioned options, Dr. Glassberg. Uh, Can you lay out a few of the options for women as they find out the diagnosis of breast cancer? Absolutely. So, you know, most women probably expect that um, either, you know, it's going to be a what we call a prosthetic route, which can start with, say, say a tissue expander and then go to a breast implant. There are other routes called autologous, uh, where we take tissue from one's own body, say from the abdomen, from the belly, from the abdomen, or from the back, say, or the buttock, and move that up to make a breast mound. Um, but there are other options as well, which are um, really, uh, I would say, catching on. Um, you know, it's flat reconstruction. And that is uh, 
no reconstruction, but with the benefit of a plastic surgeon to contour the chest wall uh, to make it more, what I'd say, aesthetically pleasing and natural. Um, that's a big option as well. Um, that's especially a sort of a medium road option for women who may not want reconstruction, but also, you know, don't just want an incision on their chest. So there are, those are the multiple options. And then, of course, there's not having any reconstruction at all. But I think the benefit for a woman is to be able to make an educated choice uh, as they go into that surgery as to really what's best for them. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the fact that women tend to be unaware that there's going to be an emotional adjustment following either a mastectomy and or breast reconstruction. Right. So, I, you know, I think um, they, they get referred to us as plastic surgeons, um, either from, uh, let's say, an oncologist or more commonly from a breast oncologist, somebody who's going to do their mastectomy. And quite often, you know, there is a, um, a need to get them to the operating room as quickly as possible um, because of the diagnosis of cancer and, uh, and not wanting it to spread. That's very understandable. But I would say those of us that do breast reconstructions, you know, my office knows that if a patient calls with a diagnosis of cancer, <coughs> excuse me, of cancer, that they should get them in at the absolute next available appointment, which in my office, for example, is the next day or the day after, um, so that we can meet that schedule. Uh, but I think that schedule can get in the way at times. Um, and, you know, given the tendency to sort of want to rush. And then patients, you know, understandably, they get a diagnosis of cancer. They also, you know, want to have things done uh, right away. But um, part of the understanding in that referral process is knowing that, hey, you can see a plastic surgeon and we can fit the timing in. And usually what happens, I'd say 90% of the time, 95% of the time, that allows that reconstruction to at least start at the time of the mastectomy, which leads to a, a more beneficial outcome, an easier outcome uh, for women who are involved. If you're just tuning in, we are talking about many women here in the United States who get the diagnosis of breast cancer and then they end up having a mastectomy or even they don't even know, they don't expect it, they don't know what to expect, they aren't even sure if they're going to have sensation left in their breast tissue. And 73% of women say they're unsure if they're responsible for the surgery, but federal law requires insurance companies to cover the cost of reconstructive surgery after a mastectomy. I had no idea myself. Again, I'm just one of the many women in this Harris poll that was caught off guard or had a misconception about reconstructive breast surgery, etc. So with that in mind, if you're not sure you're going to pay for the surgery, how do we get this word out? I mean, aside from this interview, how do women get more information about breast cancer and mastectomies? So this is a really important point because no woman going through a diagnosis of breast cancer and having to go through those surgeries and perhaps, you know, additional care, chemotherapy, radiation, should have to worry about whether or not their care is going to be covered. In 1998, uh, the government, passed, the federal government passed the Breast Cancer, uh, the Women's Health Rights Act, which uh, requires not only for the coverage of the mastectomy and for the reconstruction on that side, but for any procedure to the opposite breast which may be needed as well. Um, so that was one step. In 2015, um, we, uh, ASPS, American Society of Plastic Surgeons, was very instrumental, uh, actually the year I was president of that study, in passing the Breast Cancer Patient Education Act. And we got federal dollars uh, to fund educational efforts. And it's a, you know, it's a, a multi-variable way to get women uh, educated there are in, like this, you know, which you know, is much appreciated. Uh, that we can get the word out. But I think there are educational programs. I think educating my colleagues in other specialties that these options are available is important. We've done public service announcements as well. Um, you know, we've tried various methods uh, to get the word out. And actually, if you look at the data, despite it sounding the way it does from the Harris poll, actually, it's much better, believe it or not, than it was, say, 15, 20 years ago uh, when we first realized uh, that women weren't getting the information that they needed. And so we put the effort in to try to get these legislations passed to continue to educate women through the media, public, educational forums, and things like that. 
That's it. Information. You got to get it. Ignorance is no excuse. Uh, you've got to open yourself up to that, folks. Dr. Scott Glasberg has been with us, and we are helping you learn things today, especially when it comes to breast cancer and mastectomies and reconstruction. Dr. Scott Glasberg, thank you so much for joining us today and helping us out here on the Florida Roundtable. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable. Selfless Love Foundation believes every child deserves a family, and there are more than 800 children in Florida and over 100,000 children across the country in foster care waiting to be adopted. Selfless Love Foundation is committed to finding forever families for these children. November is National Adoption Month. Now, Selfless Love Foundation is launching the One Heart, One Home Change a Life Forever campaign statewide. They're trying to raise awareness about the urgent need for adoptive families, especially for children over the age of eight, sibling groups, and children with mental health and medical needs. The campaign aims to encourage individuals and couples to open their hearts and homes to adoption to change the life of a child in foster care. Ashley Brown, founder and CEO of Selfless Love Foundation, says she was adopted and it gave her a second chance. And now her life's work is to help other children experience that gift, saying there are families here in Florida who want children and children who need homes. Let's connect them. We want to make these forever families. Selfless Love Foundation has helped more than 350 foster children get adopted and connected more than 800 children with adoptive families. Throughout the month of November, Selfless Love Foundation is going to lead child welfare agencies across the state of Florida in the campaign, which will share statistics and benefits about adopting from foster care, dismiss myths about the requirements, and guide families on how to begin their adoption journey. National Adoption Month dates back to 1976, when Massachusetts Governor Mike Dukakis announced the first Adoption Week. The idea grew with President Ronald Reagan proclaiming the first National Adoption Week in 1984. And in 1995, under President Bill Clinton, the week was expanded to the entire month of November. To learn more about National Adoption Month or to begin your adoption journey, please visit Selfless Love Foundation. More Florida Roundtable right around the corner. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. When I'm driving my truck, I'll remember to check my mirrors for smaller vehicles. And when you're on the road, try to avoid lingering in my blind spots. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. My therapist had told me that I needed to go to AA meetings, but I wasn't sure whether I wanted to go because I didn't want to be an alcoholic. That was not what I wanted to grow up and be. I didn't want to go to AA, but I did, and it wasn't what I expected by any means. It was friendly. I could feel it. I mean, I could feel the happiness. It's really great. Visit AA.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. Thank you. Hey, Florida, we know you love getting out on the water, but do you know what to wear when you're out there on the water? A life jacket, of course, and whether you're fishing, skiing, sailing, or just cruising the water, there's a perfect life jacket designed for you and your activity. Always check the label to make sure your life jacket is U.S. Coast Guard approved. Then try it on to make sure it fits properly, and then wear it. Life jackets save lives. Visit wearitflorida.com to learn more. That's wearitflorida.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. You don't hear much about grace these days. Quite the opposite, in fact. We live in a cancel culture that is quick to cancel people out when they make a mistake. Our world needs the message of grace now more than ever before. So what is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. It's receiving something we don't deserve. And that's what God gives to us through faith in Jesus Christ. Every single one of us deserves God's judgment for we all sin. The good news though, God doesn't cancel us out. 
Instead, the Bible says he canceled out our sins by nailing them to the cross. That's what makes grace so amazing. And how do we receive this amazing grace? First, admit we don't deserve his love. Then we pray for his forgiveness. Then ask Jesus to take control of our heart and lives. Grace is his gift to us. It really is amazing. This is Bryant Wright, experiencing his grace every day, speaking right from my heart. For devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. As a truck driver, I've learned how important road safety is. I know that large trucks need more time and room to stop. That's why I always hang back and follow other vehicles at a safe distance. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. Next time you're driving, try to remember to always give trucks extra space when you merge in front of them. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Learn how at www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. Medicare scams are on the rise, and it's important to be aware of the types of fraud and scams that can occur. And I know we have a lot of seniors out there that listen to Florida Roundtable. And healthcare fraud, well, it can happen to anyone, not just seniors. It's non-discriminant, really. Affects all races, ethnicity, there we go again with the words I can't pronounce. Income, education, you're all affected. So with that in mind, Rebecca Kinney is with us. Welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, you're the director of the Administration for Community Living, uh, Office of Healthcare Information and Counseling. That is a really big title. But main problem, uh, main problem here is that we have to deal with scams, especially when it comes to Medicare. So tell us a little bit about what's going on at Senior Medicare Patrol. Yes, I'm happy to. Thank you. Yeah, there's there's a lot of words in that title um, and a lot of acronyms. So the Senior Medicare Patrol is a uh, federally funded national program uh, that's been around for about 25 years. And the goal of the program is to help Medicare beneficiaries and their families really understand Medicare and Medicare fraud so that they can protect themselves from becoming victims of fraud. Um we also provide assistance to folks if they think they've been a victim and they need to sort through bills or statements and, and determine if it needs to be reported to the authorities or not. We have programs in every state, D.C., Puerto Rico, Guam, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, we have folks in the local communities all over the country that provide assistance to their friends and neighbors. Ah, that's, that is really helpful. Recently, We've had a lot of scams out there. Uh, during the pandemic, it got pretty crazy. Identity theft, extra charges on a bill that you didn't even notice. Are those uh, the most common types of scams? What else do we have? What should we watch for? Yeah, those are, absolutely. Those are the most common. Uh, the, the biggest thing is is um, getting access to your Medicare number. So it's really important for folks to protect that Medicare number, uh, treat it like you would a credit card or your Social Security number, only provide it to trusted doctors or healthcare providers, um, and, and kind of do your best to, to, to keep that um, private. Because once uh, scammers have access to that Medicare number, they can bill Medicare for all sorts of things. And that's where you start seeing things uh, popping up on, on your Medicare statements and bills that you never received or you didn't need. Um, the, during COVID, uh, scammers really used the, the fear and, and um, you know, confusion around what was happening with COVID testing and then vaccines to um, get folks to give their number out. We did a lot of cold calling. We even had them going door to door during COVID. Um, and they started using text messaging a little bit too to try to just anything they can to try to get access to that number. They're certainly trying. So I should not be concerned if someone, as you call it, cold calls me, telling me that something's awry and I must give my information over the phone? Correct. Don't give your information over the phone. If anybody calls you and is asking you for whatever reason to verify your Medicare number or your Social Security number, don't give it out. Hang up. Uh, because Medicare is never going to call you and, and try to verify your number. They have it. They have that information. Um, same thing with your providers. If, if they call and say that they need your, your Medicare number, uh, the best thing to do would be hang up and find the number yourself 
and call back directly and, and ask to talk to somebody because the scammers will use anything they can to try to convince you that they legitimately need that number for some reason. And, and they will try to scare you uh, into, you know, saying things like, um, like you might be billed if Medicare, if you don't give me your Medicare number so I can bill Medicare. Or um, one of the things that has been really widespread is they've been using the fear of cancer and um, trying to get people to submit their numbers so that they can get genetic testing to screen for cancers. Oh. Um, most of the time, those cancer screenings are not necessary. They really should only be ordered by your physician in scenarios where they think you might have the genetic factors uh, for that cancer. Um, but that's really scary to get a call if somebody's saying that to you and, and you want to do the right thing. So um, don't fall for it. Uh, being aware that these things are happening so you can recognize it and hang up the phone is, is our main goal. So to help people know it's okay to be rude. Hang up the phone. Talking to Rebecca Kinney, she's the Director of the Administration for Community Living, Office of Healthcare Information and Counseling, representing Senior Medicare Patrol Program. And, well, you know, we talk about hanging up the phone, but, Rebecca, and it happens, what if I think I was a victim of this fraud? What do I do? Yeah, the best thing to do would be to call our program. Uh, you can find your local program and more information on, on uh, SMP and Medicare fraud at our, our website. You can, it's located at smpresource, all one word, dot org, smpresource.org. Or you can call our toll-free uh, helpline, 877-808-2468. Again, that's 877-808-2468. And we'll get you connected to somebody that's local. And they can take the time to go through whatever questions you have, statements you have. Um, we'll spend that time to help you understand what's going on and, and determine if, if it is um, potential fraud. And then we'll help you handle it. Hey, Rebecca, it hang on for a minute. We're going to bring you back a little later in the show. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable. All right, now let's do part two here. All right. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, 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 trust me, when you, if, you, if you ever get to listen to the whole thing, it'll, it'll make sense. So, um, but Sure. All right, here we go. Hey, it's the Florida Roundtable. Welcome back, Melissa Fox and our special guest, Rebecca Kinney, who agreed to come back and refresh us about Medicare and fraud. The Senior Medicare Patrol, helping seniors identify scams and errors and also prevent abuse. Rebecca, thanks for coming back and joining us again in the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is just so important. We, uh, we talked a little bit earlier, and I want you to kind of refresh, if you would, some of the scams that seniors need to watch out for. Of course. I'm happy to. So the, with Medicare fraud, the most important thing is to protect that Medicare number. Um, only give it to providers and doctors that you know and trust. The scammers are going to use any means they can think of to try to get access to that number. They do a lot of calling you on the phone, trying to scare you into giving you the, their number or you the, them your number. Um, they also have been going door to door. Um, and, um, you know, they, they try to use any tactic uh, to make you think like they need your number for something. But uh, protect that number. Only give it to your doctors. Well, now, I got a text the other day, Rebecca, that said that I owed this bill and that if I didn't pay it, they were going to do, uh, you know, report me and all this other stuff. And there was a phone number to call. And I, I called it and then it was like, you know, press one and this and that. To talk. I mean, it was very convoluted, uh, but it seemed mm -hmm. so real, you know. And I think, folks, you guys need to watch out for that, too, because it, it like you said, Rebecca, threatening and it kind of scare you, uh-oh, I don't remember this bill. I'm sure I paid everything. And then you start falling into that, you know, where you start questioning yourself, and that's no good. So I did make the call, and, of course, I actually realized it was, uh, you know, craziness. But what happens if someone actually goes through the motions and uh, perhaps, you know, becomes a victim of fraud? What do they do? Absolutely. It's a really easy thing to do, honestly. Um, the, the scammers are really good at their job. Um, so if, if you think you've been a victim, you can contact our Senior Medicare Patrol uh, program and, and get connected to someone locally in your community. And, and we can help you look at your statements um, and try to identify if 
this text message to use your example is a legitimate uh, billing claim from one of your providers or not. And um, if it is, looks like it, it is potential fraud, we will help you report it to the HHS, the Health and Human Services Office of Inspector General, to um, get it into the hands of investigators as quickly as possible. Oh, fantastic. Before I let you go, can you give us that information again where people can get more uh, words and help, etc.? <laughs> Yes, of course. So um, our website is smpresource, all one word, dot org, smpresource.org, or you can call our toll-free helpline, 877-808-2468. Once again, it's 877-808-2468. Senior Medicare Patrol Program. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for explaining it and helping us out on the Florida Roundtable. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $2 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're being taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $2. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 45 blue pills or 45 yellow pills for $99 and add five more pills free. You save more than $5 hundred dollars you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next you need to call us at 800-975-1374 and get your 50 pills for just 99 dollars. stop overpaying for viagra call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package call us right now 800-975-1374 800-975-1374 800-975-1374 October is National Pedestrian Safety Month and a time to remind everyone that pedestrian safety is a shared responsibility. Pedestrians, walk on sidewalks, or if a sidewalk isn't available, walk facing traffic. Watch for cars exiting driveways or backing up in parking lots and remain visible at all times. Motorists, failing to yield to pedestrians in crosswalks could result in a citation and points on your driver's license. Remember, pedestrian safety is a two-way street. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Shortness of breath, patients confused. Temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? He's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov slash sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net. <laughs>